Casey. What's up? Hey. Uh, so uh, let me see if I can get today right. Um, you know, I've been doing pretty good lately. Yeah, you have. Last week was excellent. Right. So today what we have is um, uh, Mo- Moses gets pissed off at Miriam and causes God to give her leprosy, uh, primarily for being a, a woman. Um, <laughs> and and But God doesn't do anything to, who is it, Jacob? And, and then um, this Aaron. is... A, Aaron. Aaron? Oh, it's okay. My bad, Aaron. I got the wrong name. Damn. So, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron, he doesn't have anything wrong with him. And the reason why is because they started mouthing his new wife, and they didn't they didn't like that the whole idea of him taking on a new wife. We don't know what happened to the other one. It's probably some kind of Bitcoin, I don't know, assassination thing. And and you know his new wife, uh, she's a descendant of Jared Kushner. <laughs> and so that's the reason why they are not pleased with that motherfucker. Um, and, and then they send out spies to tell everybody, hey, this area over here, shit. God don't like that none. So he has the spies killed, and, and then he's pissed off at the Jews again. And then, of course, Moses has to lay the logic smack down on the all-powerful and all-knowable God, which, honestly... I don't even understand that particular fucking talking point right there. I mean, that's a little fucking confusing if you ask me. I don't know why Moses has to lay down the logic smack on on God, but anyways. And then uh, we, you know, God gets pissed off at him and declares they'll never see milk and honey again. <laughs> honey, that was dreadful. It was dreadful. I didn't. Oh, yeah, it was I didn't dreadful. do too well. I thought that I, I was a little close to it. <laughs> you want to just you want to just start at the beginning. Well, I'll let you take it uh, here in a second. Okay. What's up, heathens? Hi, y'all. <laughs> hey. Uh, so yeah, today we're kind of talking about what we're what I what I let in. Actually, that's exactly what we are talking about. We are not J- talking about Bitcoin or Jared Kushner. We might be. We're not. Y- you don't know. I do. Well, uh, well, no. How- no. No. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you lead the Bible study since <laughs> you know all the things. Okay. So <clears throat> today we're starting off with Numbers chapter twelve, and uh, like. GE said at the beginning, Moses does have a new wife, but she's not a descendant of Jared Kushner. Um, she is actually a descendant of dark skinned peoples, which is perhaps why they're a little perturbed about it. Oh, what's her name? Uh, I don't know. She's a Kushite. Oh, see, that's how I got confused. Kushite. I mean, if Jared Kushner had a tribe of Israel, I'm fairly certain he would call them the Kushites. It just seems like <laughs> something he'd do. Well, so Moses's sister Miriam. Now, remember, Miriam is the one who saved him all the way back in Egypt when he was a kid. Oh yeah, she's the one who put him in the basket in the water. Yeah, she was kind of integral to the whole. Oh, here you go. They're killing all the little baby Jews, but you're gonna live. Yeah. So that's Miriam. So Miriam and Aaron get together and they talk about Moses because of his Cushite wife. Those damn Cushites. <laughs> Always collaborating with the damn Ruskies. <laughs> well, so they said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he also spoken through us? 
And I don't know why this is so horrible, but that is legit what they said. And God heard it and was pissed. <laughs> uh, who the fuck are you saying's talking to who? Oh, let me get out my foot and give you leprosy. <laughs> You're getting ahead. Quit spoiling. Leprosy is the favored thing at this time. Everybody mentions it. They've even got a whole cleansing ritual in case you get it, which includes putting blood on your dick. So, you know, I mean, leprosy is kind of the way to go with any of this shit. So I have a question. Can women never be cured of leprosy? Because Miriam doesn't have a dick. I mean, that we know of. Well, no, you see, it's it's like if it's a whole body thing, I mean, you just put blood on your entire body kind of deal. Oh, okay. But if it's specifically dick uh, or leprosy dick, then that's where you put the blood. It's oh, you put of, the blood where the leprosy is. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. I mean, there's probably some cleansing property in the deoxyribonucleic acid, you know. I know big words for me, right? Right. <laughs> okay, so Moses is a really humble man, apparently. And I like that. Apparently, apparently, because up until this point, he really hasn't given us that kind of fucking indication. No, but according to Numbers chapter 12, Moses is more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. This passage reminds me of Donald Trump. Maybe he read this part and was like, that's how I'm going to be. I'm going to be the most humble man on the face of the earth. I'm going to be historic. It's going to be beautiful and magnificent. And we're going to build a wall around the Israelites so that none of them can escape. <laughs> I mean, so that it will protect us. <laughs> God calls Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to the tent of the meeting. So they went out and the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud, you know, like he normally does, and stood at the entrance of the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When they both stepped forward, he said, listen to my words. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. When they were, when, why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So, so I think this, this is interesting because he admits he speaks to people in fucking riddles. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I Not mean, Moses, the, but everybody else. Well, true. But I mean, that's also, uh, you know, shown in, in the New Testament, because even then Jesus talks about how, uh, you know, to to his followers, you will or to his followers, you will know the real truth. But to everybody outside, it'll just be parables. And it's the exact same thing here. God uh, speaking to Moses, he hears him clearly, but to everybody else, they just seem like fucking riddles. It's like Riddler in 2500 B.C. <laughs> leaving his little question marks around everywhere. It's like, God damn it, we don't have time to play your shit. Well, yeah, so so in this, in this little thing, God is a little bit cryptic. He just says, you should have been afraid to speak against Moses. Why weren't you? Which, speaking against Moses, this is really, like, mild, um... They're simply asking that if the Lord has not spoken through other people as well, like why, what makes Moses special, I guess, is what they're trying to get at. Well, so the anger of the Lord burned against them and he left them when the cloud lifted from above a tent above the tent. There stood Miriam leprous like snow. <laughs> Wait, leprous like snow. I don't know. Does leprosy make you? Well, I don't I don't know. Maybe. I mean, 
I mean, it does. Uh, I mean, of course, leprosy is where your your uh, the um, got like tendons. Well, no, it's like where I, I can't remember exactly, but it's like your tendons are starting to rot. Like there's a bacteria. It's actually a bacteria that eats away at like your tendons and stuff and and shit that like keeps your I don't know your your nub on. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what? But don't you get, like, boils? Is that not leprosy? Well, yeah, it looks like uh, bumps on skin, granulomas, apparently chronic, uh, curable infectious disease, mainly causing skin lesions and nerve damage. Yeah, it's because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bacteria that's actually eating away, and it, and it causes that shit to happen. It's very curable, and apparently it's only confined... Oh, my God. God. <laughs> Apparently, it's only confined to tropical Asia and shit. I am never going to Asia. Okay, so if so, the reason I reacted this way is because John pulled up Google images of leprosy. Do or don't at your own risk. It is really vile. I still don't know what they mean by like snow. <laughs> Most of them have nubs. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's not just the one. Oh. Maybe, uh, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. That that doesn't look right. That looks like that other that's that other skin disease oh, thing. But... Fuck. Okay. Anyway, sorry. You guys can't really see what we're what we're checking out here. Um, which maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, it's it, really repulsive. Anyways, it's really so it's a bacteria, and I don't know why. Like snow. Uh, maybe like her shit's falling off of her. Like it's like all dandruffy, except it's her skin. I don't know. I don't know. It, the Hebrew word, le, like the 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 Hebrew word for leprosy, was used for various diseases affecting the skin. So it doesn't necessarily mean actual leprosy, right? Mm-hmm. It could mean any other skin type disease. So anyway, Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had leprosy, and he said to Moses, "Please, my lord, do not hold against us the sin we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from its mother's womb with his flesh half eaten away." So Moses cried out to the Lord, O God, please heal her. The Lord replied to Moses, If her father had spit in her face, would she not have been a disgrace for seven days? What? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, like, accidentally sneezing on your daughter? And it's it's like, oh, sorry, you're a disgrace now for seven fucking days. Get the fuck out. Get get in the house. Cover yourself up like you're a Muslim. (laughs) Well... Muslims didn't exist at this time. Well, God, neither did Jared Kushner, but, you know, we see how that's working out for us. No, the only person who sees how that's working out is you. Okay. No one else understands where that comes from. If you understand where that comes from, explain it to me in the comments, please. Okay, so... God basically tells them, confine her outside of the camp for seven days, and then she can be brought back. So she's basically going to be leprous for seven days, live outside the camp. That's her punishment. She's going to come back. And the people, the Israelites stay encamped there for that entire time because she had to be a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you get for being a bitch, okay? Remember, what'd you learn? What'd you learn? Don't be a bitch. (laughs) Don't talk about people behind their back. That's what she learned. Okay, so now we're going to change pace a little bit here. They, the Israelite people are in the desert and they're pro- basically preparing themselves to enter the land of milk and honey, right? The land that was promised to them, to their, well, to their ancestors. So they kind of want to get a little more information about where they're going. Well, Moses does. He thinks it's important because it's not like there's nobody 
there. You know, it's not like there's not already people in the land that was promised to them. So what do you do about the people? Do you just go in and take it from them? And so these are questions they want to try to get answered. So Moses sends 12 spies, one spy from each of the tribe, out to find out information. So basically what he tells them is go up through the Negev and on to, on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees on it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. And apparently it's important to note that it was this it was the season for the first ripe grapes. So that's, you know, useful information to have. Yeah, it's definitely giving us an exact time period. I could tell you the month and day. <laughs> so the spies go out and explore the land. Now they're gone for 40 days which 40 is an interesting number. We're going to see it a few different times today, but it's also seen 146 times throughout the scripture. And for the number 40, basically within biblical scripture, represents times of test, trial, and tribulation. It's an extended period of time um, in, in which people are tried and tested, essentially. Right. Uh, and to put this in relevance with the New Testament and, and also other parts of the Old Testament, of course, Noah, you know, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. We know now that 40 days and 40 nights is, is not a way to actually cover the earth with water, uh, not to mention the fact that there wasn't enough water here to begin with. Uh, but also Jesus spends 40 days and nights in a desert in which he is tempted by the devil and all this other stuff. So, I mean, you can see the common theme with the use of the 40 number. Uh, so, yeah. It's also a movie. 40 days and 40 nights. Yes. About not fucking. Yeah. I don't understand that, but he makes it through it. However, I don't know. No, I mean, he doesn't make it through it well. He's mm. mentally ill by the time it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so at the end of 40 days, the spies return from exploring the land. Oh, they also, they picked some grapes, um, some pomegranate and figs, and they brought them back. I don't know how after 40 days, grapes, I mean, it obviously wouldn't be 40 whole days, but... Unless they picked them like the week before they came back, none of that shit would be good. But anyway, I digress. So at the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back and talked to the whole Israelite community about the desert. They reported to them that and gave them the fruit of the land and told them, we went into the land which you sent us. It does flow with milk and honey. Here's the fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. And if you don't recall those are the nephilim which are like part human part angel right yeah and they're giants they're big they're huge mm -hmm. so they report that they are nephilim there um and then tells them the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and Amorites all live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Dead, they're hill people. Yeah, yeah they're hill people. <laughs> Stay away from them, son. They're hill people. <laughs> well, so these, you know, the the spies are telling stories to the Israelites. Well. Caleb and jo Joshua, who are the representatives from the tribes of Judah and Ephraim. Ephi uh, wait, hold on. Did I do that right? Ephraim. Sure. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're just only hitting about 92% accuracy right now. So. Probably not even that. <laughs> um, so the men who had gone up with them said, we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. And they said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw Nephilim there. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Well, Joshua and Caleb basically disagreed with them, and they tried to stop all the murmuring among the Israelite people about how they should have died in Egypt or in the desert, or why did they ever leave? Um, Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to fall by the sword and our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Shouldn't we just go back to Egypt? Well, so Joshua and Caleb pled with the people because they said that we can take them. We can take this. We have God on our side, you know, like God's on our side and uh, we can, we can do this. And, but the people didn't believe them. And so God got really, really pissed. In Numbers chapter 14, the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of the meeting to all the Israelites. Oh, the glory of the Lord. I know. Everybody, you know what that means. Yeah. It's his big dick. How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the miraculous signs I have performed among them? I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them, but I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. And he was talking to Moses at this time. So he wants to kill everybody again. (laughs) Uh, I mean, of course he wants to kill everybody again. That's the only way this childish God knows how to react by throwing a fit and killing people. Yeah, he's kind of a bitch. So Moses said to the Lord, then the Egyptians will hear about it, hear about him killing everybody. Uh, By your power, you brought these people up from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it, that they have already heard that you, O Lord, are with these people, and that you, O Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them, and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put these people to death all at one time... The nations who have heard this report about you will say the Lord was not able to bring these people into the land he promised them on an oath, so he slaughtered them in the desert. Now may the Lord's strength be displayed, just as you have declared, the Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love, and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of the fathers and to the third and fourth generation in accordance with your great love. Forgive the sin of these people just as you have pardoned them from the time they left Egypt until now. So basically it's like, oh, you might not want to kill all these people because then other people are going to see that you killed all of your protected people and no one is going to follow you ever again. Right. So, I mean, this is the whole logic smackdown that I was talking about i mean for one thing you had abraham ages ago that was laying the logic smack down with god about sodom and gomorrah Mm -hmm. now you got moses laying the exact uh, well not the exact same one because i mean it's different but it's still kind of the same premise Mm -hmm. you know and so i find it funny how god is is this all-knowing being and even in his book he has his underlings like convincing him not to go off the rails and god maybe you should calm down have a beer for a second okay (laughs) you're not thinking this shit through okay let's just sit down and talk it out for a minute all right over some whiskey or something i don't know let's go down to the teddy bar 
Well, yeah, I think it's interesting that even here they're talking about God being slow to anger, um, rich in kindness and love and forgiveness. Yet he killed two of Aaron's sons in fire because they used the wrong kind of fire. God is slow to anger, except when you fuck with his fire. Or anything else. Like, he's pissed now and wants to kill them and told Moses, I'm going to kill everybody and I'll just make a new nation with your kids. And and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that anybody could sit and believe that this is a loving forgiving kind merciful god it's insanity he it's clearly not that way he's clearly not that person well no i mean has anything in the bible yet giving you that indication no (laughs) but then we go on to the next part and god replies to moses's request and says i have forgiven them as you asked oh okay Uh, Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of the men who saw my glory and the miraculous signs I performed in Egypt and in the desert, but who disobeyed me and tested me 10 times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their forefathers. Not one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and Canaanites are living in the valleys, turn back tomorrow and set out toward the desert along the route to the Red Sea. So um, they're basically he's he's going to punish them the Israelites. And as Moses said, God can't just kill them all at once, right? So this is going to be a long drawn out process. And he's just going to basically wait for them all to die. <laughs> because God has is, no timeline, right? Is, is I mean, this just seems really really sadistic, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, okay, well I can't kill them all at once fucking moses ruined my fun so what i'm gonna do now is i'm gonna sit back and i'm gonna watch him die slowly yeah one at a time in the desert so this here starts the 40 years of wandering in the desert and they use the 40 again basically 40 years as a time of trial and testing but also to denote a generation Basically, he's waiting on all of the people that were counted in the census, 20 or older, remember, to die. And once all of those people are dead, with the exception of Caleb and Joshua, because they said, you know, yay, God, we can do it. Um, Yay, God, he's (laughs) our man. He's our man. Please don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they can they they can make it. But every single other of the six hundred and fifty some odd thousand men will die and never make it to the promised land well i mean <clears throat> honestly i feel like god here is a bit being is being a bit too far reaching with it i mean he's condemning like 660 some odd thousand people yeah for for what again just being a little bitchy well no for basically not believing that he would be with them and give them the land he promised them they were scared because there were nephilim and large populations and fortified cities and all these other things and they thought we're no match against that but they have god on their side so they should not have questioned according to god and moses and whoever other crazy person is there um, they should not have questioned they should have trusted that god was going to help them 
and that the land would have swallowed the other people whole who apparently don't belong there even though they've built civilization there yeah well now um just just to you know revert back to what i was saying what you just described is exactly bitching <laughs> yeah, they were bitching to God about how now listen God we don't know if you're gonna fucking protect us from these from these an- these these giant angel fucks we don't know they're either giant rocks or some <laughs> other kind of giant things I mean we don't know which movie to watch as far as to know what the fuck's <laughs> going on here and it, so I mean yeah they, they are bitching about you know their I guess God being able to protect them and they have all these worries I would also like to point out here that this is a running theme in the Old Testament. It goes all the way back to when God buttfucked, uh, you know, Israel <laughs> in the desert and gave him the new name of Israel. Because Israel buttfucked God. We do we, this every time. Israel buttfucked God. God buttfucked Israel. It was all night long. They probably swapped a few times. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> More than just positions. <laughs> it goes all the way back to then. Okay, because, you know, the whole wrestling with God thing, if you think about it, there's been like a constant wrestle with this God, you know, throughout the the Jews' lives up until this point. Yeah. And I mean, there's still a whole lot of wrestling to go on because there's a lot of shit that goes on after this as well. And so, I mean, that I would say that that's probably one of the biggest themes in, in the Old Testament. And that would be like wrestling with this faith in God. I agree. And it is supposed to teach, you know, the Jews and the Christians about how you're not supposed to question God. But I mean, that is a very uh, dangerous precedence to set. Well, it also establishes the whole idea that even the most holy of people struggle. People struggle with their faith. Faith is going to be a struggle. I get it. I understand you. Other people have struggled in the past, too, and they've overcome or I've killed them. One of the two depends on my mood that day. The men that Moses sent to explore the land, the spies, while God decided to forgive the Israelites-ish, forgive yet punish still, uh, the spies, they have to die. Because they're the ones that spread the fear and the, the distrust in God throughout the whole community. Because they were the ones who said, we can't beat these people. We can't take this. We're going to die. Except so, for Caleb and Joshua. Okay. So, 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 so basically, God's like, now listen, you told these people the truth about the outside world. <laughs> now you got to fucking die, motherfucker. They can't yeah. know that shit. Yeah. So <laughs> he struck them all down with the plague. I, I, I think, feel like plague is used as a general term, kind of like how they were saying earlier, leprosy is used as a general term for a multitude of different skin diseases or conditions. I feel like plague is used in a similar way. Uh, probably. But can you just imagine like them just walking along and then all of a sudden they get struck? Plague. Plague. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like maybe the, they get a little, uh, a couple of necrotic spots on their skin or something like that. That just like appears weirdly. And it, but but I mean, of course, it, it seems like God took his dick out and smacked him in the face with it. And and then it, then they've got fucking plague. So yeah. stay away from that shit, guys. His glory is not so glorious. Yeah. So Moses reported that all the spies died, with the exception of the two, to the Israelites, and they mourned bitterly bitter bitterly they were really upset 
and yeah i'd be bitter too it's like wait they came in here and told us about the outside world and you fucking killed them yeah yeah so they were pissed so early the next morning they went up toward the high hill country and we they said we have sinned we will go up to the place the lord promised so they're going anyway even though god says you can't go to the land of milk honey they are going Oh, so the land of milk and honey, not that they will never see milk and honey again. Yes, the land of milk and honey. Oh, okay. The land that they were promised. It's so, called the land of milk and honey. I mean, well, that's you need how they more, refer to it. You need more in your diet than just milk and honey. I mean, who the fuck is he feeding? Like five-year-old kids? I don't know. Can you imagine the look on Xander's face if we just put milk and honey on the table and was like, eat up? Well, that's all you need right there. Yeah. Milk, he, honey. What else you need? <laughs> We're going to go over here and play I some Ghost Recon. Fish sticks? <laughs> <laughs> A lunchable? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, story time with Casey. Moses freaks out, right? Because the people, not I'm sure not all the people, but a lot of people are leaving. And they're going toward the land that God promised them. Well, Moses is like, why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies for the Amalekites and Canaanites will face you there because you have turned away from the Lord. He will not be with you and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, they went up toward the high hill country, uh, though Moses nor the Ark of the Covenant um, moved from the camp. So some stayed behind, right? But a lot went and the Amalekites and Canaanites who lived in the hill country came down and attacked them and beat them down all the way to Horma. So they basically died by the sword. Well, I mean, that's how they would probably die in general back in that time. Either leprosy, plague (laughs) or iron poisoning. (laughs) Well, and the rest who were left, remember, were condemned to the desert for 40 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think God maybe gave them like a choice? It's like, listen, you can run over there and you can get stabbed to death or you can wander for 40 years in this desert <laughs> over here and you'll die. You'll never see milk and honey again, but God damn it, you will definitely choke on some sand. <laughs> I don't think there was a choice. I think it was just they saw that they were going to get killed without God. And so those who survived decided to follow Moses again. Well, I mean, wouldn't they be able to see the land and honey then? No. They just went over over the hill. I mean, it's like, oh, okay, I'm so sorry, God. I fucked up. I'm, I won't doubt you again. And he's like, nope, still fucking gonna fucking die in that there, you know, <laughs> desert. Go fuck yourself. I'm outie. Well, that's all we have for today. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. That's the end of today's passage. So next time we're going to talk about um, Moses being taunted, Moses proposing a test, his leadership being challenged by the Israelite people. Um, Does God's glory fuck them royally? Oh yeah, the rebels are fucked up. Um, We also have a section, well, God God is ready to punish. A lot of people die of plague, like a lot. A lot. A lot. Well, I mean, generally when you're living in very poor conditions, I mean, I would suspect that plague would be one of the things that you got. Well, I'm pretty sure it was just God was mad, so struck him down. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. couldn't, it couldn't be the whole desert wandering thing for 40 years and anything like that. And No. No, it's definitely God's glory pissing his 
plague on them. Well, I'm not saying this isn't like after the 40 years. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying this during just, that 40 years. Yeah. Like it, it happens during the 40 years, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, he we'll, can't kill them all at once, but he can kill them in waves of a fuck ton of a lot of people. <laughs> well, so then we have a section called, called God Calls for Rods. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with that. Yeah, you are. But only Aaron's rod buds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Aaron's the only one who gets a hard on. And because and of that. Aaron was the only one to pop wood. Yeah. And because of that, his priesthood was assured. Because it wasn't already? Apparently I'm not. We're going to talk about it. All right. Um, well, I hope you heathens will join us next time when we talk about Aaron's bud rod budding. <laughs> We're also going to talk about tithing. Tithing. Oh, yes. tithing again. Yes, we're going to talk about tithing. Awesome. Yep. So I hope you humans will join us then. Uh, if you will, please hit that subscribe button if you want to get this podcast at a future date. And smash that like button. Yeah. And don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.